Yeah, what's up? I said, hey, yo! I'm so excited that you guys are here. If you're new here, you're like, this guy is really in my face. Yes, I am very excited that Excel is in the house. We got it packed. Worship was great. My wife just beat everybody's face in and <laughs> Ninja Cowboy. Can the worship get in the worship? Can the youth pastors win games? I don't, but we did. Yeah. Reigning champ. Reigning champ. Ladies, give it up for your, for your, for your youth pastor. I keep saying worship pastor. So good. I just, he just kept winning. It's so good. You guys been enjoying this series? I, well, I got one yes. I got, thank you. I appreciate it. You're like, no, man, it's your first three weeks. Whoa. Listen, we'll fight you. Bear Ninja Cowboy. Uh, I'm, I've been loving the series because uh, I just see, like, through the lens of Cap always now. Like, this is my goal is that you walk around, like, school or just in life, and you just start calling things out. Cap. Cap. You didn't do that. That's, you know what I'm saying? I do that now. I do that now. Especially with the police. Just joking. That's not true. Especially, yeah. But we're in a series, if you're new, this is your second time we're in a series called, everybody say, Das Cap. Throw it on the screen. Show me it. Who's back there? Do it. Bow. Just, it just looks so cool. I just like, it's called the lies we believe, the cultural lies that, you know, people try to tell us. And we just listen to them because it sounds right. Anybody do that? Like you don't know what's happening, and you're like, like, like at the airport, and you know where to go, so you just ask the first person, and if they sound confident enough, you just go with what they said. Real talk, I've done this. People have come up to me to ask me for stuff, and instead of just like telling them I don't know, I like try to know, and then they believe me because they sound really confident, and then they miss their flight. So if you ever see me at the airport, walk the other way. Let's get into God's Word. You ready? Yeah. Are you taking notes tonight? I hope you are, because when God talks, hey, that's something to write down. That's something to write down. We're going to get into our verse today. Throw it up on the sky, Bible. Kaplow! Proverbs 13, 20, and the NIV says this. Walk with the wise and become wise. Amen. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Whoa. <laughs> you, you, you mean I'm going to get hurt? Yeah. Yeah, if you beat my wife at Bear Ninja Cowboy. That's the verse that we're talking about tonight. It's just so good that you won. Lord, we're so thankful for your word. And as we uncover this cultural lie, I just pray, Lord, that you open up our hearts and you convict us, God, and that we're able to be honest with you in our conversations tonight as we uncover what this passage has for us, what you ultimately have for us. Lord, be made famous by everything that we do and everything that I say, God. It's about you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, think about what it means to, like, make friends. For some of y'all, it's really easy to make friends, right? Like, for me, it's very easy for me to make friends. I can make friends with anybody. I've realized it's a little bit harder in Chicago to make friends with anybody. Because where I just came from, you could talk to the cashier like you graduated high school together. 
Hey, this person, you know, Gladys will tell you about her grandbabies and how one of them just shot their first deer and just all that stuff. Bass Pro just came out with a new hat color. It's amazing, right? You're like, yeah, good for your grandbaby. Here, you know, I try to talk to people, you know, at places and they want like nothing to do with me. That's okay because I will make them my friend. Anybody, you know what I'm saying? You feel me? There's some of you that like, I know you don't want to be my friend, but you will be my friend. I will do whatever it takes to be your friend. You know, I love people like that because it just makes life a lot of fun. Some of you guys, yeah, a little introverted, a little lone wolfy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like okay with it too. You're like, yeah, I'm just a lone wolf and I howl at the moon by myself every night. If you actually do that, that's weird. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. You know, so some of them were just making friends, right? Everybody's got, if you walk into a high school, this will never change, okay? This will never change. Even now, okay? Like, when, when did I graduate from high school? In 2011, all right? Don't snicker at that because like, I'm old. I'm not old, okay? I'll fight you, Bear Ninja Cowboy. But you walk into a cafeteria and everybody's got a friend group. Everybody, right? Like, we don't want to put labels on stuff, okay? But you do. You've got the anime club. Right? The anime club at my high school was notorious. They will fight you. And they will run like this whole time. (laughs) They'll do it. Don't mess with them. But those are the ones that you want to be friends with because they are ride or die. Right? You got band kids. You got got the sportsy athletic people. You know what I'm saying? And you got like choir kids. Any choir kids? Yeah. I was a choir kid. What's up? Fight me. Right? So you got making friends, right? We're in high school. We're in junior high, you know, whatever. We were, it's about making friends. I love making friends. And I want to introduce you to some of my friends, uh, some of the most iconic friendships throughout my life. And I want to just show you pictures uh, that I took with them. Can you just show the first friends? These guys are amazing. If I could express myself as any type of cartoon character, it'd probably be Tigger because he just is fun. He's just as fun, okay? And some of you guys are like, I'm more like Eeyore, okay? We're going we're gonna to pray for you, okay? We're going to pray for you. Show my, next, show my next group of friends. Come on. Come on. She's amazing. Lilo and Stitch. I was born on the island of Hawaii, by the way. I don't know if you guys knew that. Now you know. Next, next picture. Come on. Come on. The Lion King. The old Lion King. Not the new one, although Beyonce is in it, and that's cool and all. But th- these are the most iconic friends. You know what I'm saying? Next photo. I love them. Ah! Am I doing it? Oh, my gosh. I just blew my hip out. All right. All right. All right, at the count of three, if you know who these are, these are, if you don't know, these are Power Rangers. If you don't know what a Power Ranger is, you're wrong, all right? At the count of three, for those of you who know, I want you to yell out your favorite Power Ranger color. One, two, three. I heard green, and that's how I know some of my OGs. My favorite, I know I'm a nerd, but my favorite was the Blue Ranger, Billy. Billy was, was great. And then... Uh, if Ariel were a Power Ranger, she'd be the Pink Ranger. All right, next one, next one. Yeah! <laughs> Some, all right, <laughs> Some of you have no idea who these people are. It's okay. It's all right. You're wrong. You're wrong. Next one. This is my favorite one. Yeah! Okay. 
You're like, we did Disney, but I got I gotta do some I gotta do some anime for my anime friends out there. You say Tantro's your favorite? My favorite is Zenitsu, but I feel like personality-wise, I'm more of like Inosuke because I'm crazy. All right, this is, hold on. This is my last one or one more? One more? All right. Now, this is the, this is the friendship that means the most to me, okay? I love this person dearly. Throw, throw it on there. That's Darla. Yeah, you're like, I thought it was going to be a picture of your wife. Well, it wasn't. It's not. <laughs> this is Darla. She's cute. One day we're going to bring her. Can we do that? Ariel's like, yes, yes. Friends, friends. Even the, they named a show after this whole concept called Friends. I mean, it's literally a show about friendship, okay? I love it. I actually do love the show Friends. But tonight, what we're going to talk about, a cultural lie. So the cultural lie that we're talking about tonight in week three of Das Cap is, are you ready? Turn to your neighbor and say, are you ready? Turn to the other person and go, psh, psh. Yeah, I'm ready. Cultural lie is this. It doesn't matter who my friends are. <laughs> I had a lot of fun writing this and, and working on this. It's just friends are so much fun. SpongeBob wrote a song about it. It's called Fun. I like Plankton's version too, but yeah. Right now, check this out. Right now, we are the most connected we've ever been in history, right? Like, hold up the phone. This device can connect you to literally the world, all right? Pastor Jason and some of us older, more experienced, more amazing and awesome people, that are older and wiser than you, uh, we remember phones that didn't have internet. Right. Like, I had, a, I had a, well, one time I had a Blackberry. But like the Razor, that phone was fire. The phone was fire. Bring it back. Bring flip phones back. Remember when you used to hang up with somebody with a flip phone? Bow. Bow. Bye. Break it up. Bye. Like, it was mine, one of my favorite things. <laughs> so you got, so we're so connected. But it's so crazy that our rates of suicide and depression and anxiety and loneliness have been at a record high. But we're the most connected. That's, that's wild, isn't it? Don't you think so? We've got these devices that literally have a thing called FaceTime. It's, 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 I FaceTime my mom in the car today. I FaceTime my mom every other day. FaceTime your mom, okay? She wants to see you. Because if not, she'll just blow your Facebook up, all right? If you have a Facebook. Amen, because they do. Right? You, they, have, they have a little FaceTime app where you can look at somebody and not be in the same room with them. It's the whole point. It's like, I just want to be over here, but I'll still want to see your face. Right? It's crazy to me. We're the most divided and we're the most lonely we've ever been. And so I think it's time that we really talk about, you know, what it means to have friends, what it means to have godly friends, and what it means to not have godly friends. Has anybody ever heard of the term DTR, define the relationship? 
No. It's like in college, we had, you know, if you like the girl, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like the way you worship. She'd be like, I like the way you stack chairs. I'm like, yes, facts, facts, right? There's a moment, and Pastor Ariel did this to me, where she had a DTR. She sat me down, and she was like, we need to define this relationship. We need to know where we at. We need to know what's happening because I'm not about to play games. I think it's time tonight that we do a little DTR with the friends that you and I have. Amen? I'm, you guys are with me tonight, and I love it. Who you hang out with today What's this right here? shapes who you become tomorrow. And our relationships determine the direction and quality of our lives. Read it again. Who you hang out with today shapes who you become tomorrow. And our relationships determine the direction, not just the direction, but the quality of our lives. To be clear, God created us to experience healthy, life-giving friendships. Literally, he's like, Adam, what's good? It's not good for you to be alone. Boom, wifey, done. Like, literally, God is the creator of friendship, okay? So obviously, he wants this to happen. God's desire for us to experience healthy friendships does not mean we don't get to have fun or enjoy life. So, like, hear me out real quick, because a lot of people, they go straight there, like, okay, I know what he's going to say, like, we can't have fun, and all we have to do is, like, read the Bible all day, which is fun, okay? Like, then you're not reading it right. Anyways, uh, but so here, I'm not saying, like, we can't have fun and we can't experience life-giving relationships. I'm not saying that, uh, but but it's this. So God's desire for us to experience healthy friendships does not mean we don't get to have fun or enjoy life, but it is more about walking in his purpose. It's about walking in his purpose. That that is why, you you ever heard this saying, um, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Everyone say future, because that's ultimately what we're talking about here. Is as, as you get around certain people, you start to become like them. I had two interns one time, uh, Madison uh, and Jay Lewis. Uh, some of you saw them at camp a few years ago, like a while back. And one was from North Carolina, and the other one was from Alabama. And we spent the whole summer together. And by the end of the summer, I had a twang. Just this Puerto Rican Alabama, North Carolina twang. It was really, really, really weird. Come on, how many of you live Jesus? Amen. Praise the Lord. Slap your neighbor. Tell them biscuits and gravy, right? Like, like, like people who have accents, they're so much fun. And if you hang out with them long enough, you just end up picking it up, right? You just end up talking like them. Let's, let's read this verse one more time. Walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm look look what the first word is can you throw that scripture right boom what's the first word everybody say it walk Walk. i'm so thankful it doesn't say run (laughs) yeah i don't know i'm good i don't like running some of y'all like running and that's good for you. We're not friends. No. Walk is an exercise term, right? Like walk is an action. Walk is a 
doing. You do, you walk, you walk everywhere. You walk to the fridge like I do. I love, that's my favorite place to go. Someone who wants to be fit will find most likely a trainer. Like you see them all over Instagram. Everybody's a trainer now. Just because you can Sharpie or, or dry erase board a workout doesn't mean you're a trainer. But whatever, who is fit, right? It's a back and forth exchange of like encouragement. You know, you're challenging one another, right? You're, you're working out. It's a, it's a partnership. You're asking questions. How's the form? How do I look in these shorts? Don't answer that. That's weird, right? We're asking questions and it's the pursuit. Like in the same way, Proverbs is, is doing what in this moment? Proverbs is encouraging the idea of training to become wise. That's why it says to walk. If you do life with people who are better than you, smarter than you, are better leader than you, what's going to happen? You're going to rise to their level. And will, by nature of proximity, become wise. So this can be hard for us. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about proximity, right? We talked about the accent. Just by hanging out with somebody, you just end up talking like them, right? Some of y'all use, you know, somebody has like a saying, right? And then by the end of the summer, everyone's going to be saying it, right? It's just how it goes, proximity. A lot of us, because we're a little insecure with ourselves and we don't fully understand the value and the strength and the creativity that God has put in us personally that we like to compare ourselves to people who are better than us. And so the enemy likes to use that and put a spirit of comparison in your heart so that you shy away from people who are just better than you at certain things, right? At some point, I was not really good at any type of music. I was really, really bad. I picked up a bass for the first time, and all I knew how to play was Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star on the biggest string because it was the one that least hurt my fingers. <laughs> and I remember seeing a bass player at the church and just looking at him play, and I'm like, oh, man, if I could just do that. And he invited me to hang out with him after service, and I was just terrified because he was so much better than me, right? And I didn't do it. So I just missed out on a huge opportunity Right? Because of my insecurities and because of my fear, you know, and, and that spirit of comparison of an opportunity to grow and to be better. Now, for those of you that find yourself excelling in certain areas, it's not for you to say, look at me. But it's for you to say, look at God. If God is helping me in this area, then God can help you in this area. And so that's not in my notes, but I just, I just know that there's uh, this, this temptation to compare yourself. And I'm saying, no, everybody starts somewhere. And, and if you find one of these leaders that are steps ahead of you somewhere, you should want to learn from them. And you should want to teach if that's you. If you find somebody saying, hey, can I just, how do you do that? Don't be like, Google it. You know, <laughs> teach them. Don't say YouTube it. Everybody can do that. Anybody can just do that. It takes, it, takes, it takes a leader, really, to teach somebody and to take them under their wing. But it's by nature proximity. It's impossible for you to become spiritually mature on your own. And those who walk in wisdom don't walk alone. So this can't happen by yourself. As much as some of us like, I'm going to do it by myself. 
Like, you ever tried to help, like, a, like a toddler, and they're in that, like, stubborn stage? No! Like, <laughs> Primo's pointing at so You know, like, they want to do it by themselves, and, like, ultimately, the reality is, like, they can't do it by themselves. This, this moment of, of spiritual maturity can't happen by yourself. It's impossible to do it alone. Intentionally choose to walk with, surround yourself with, hang out with, do life with wise people. So you should be like, who's wise? Who, who around me, what leader do I gravitate towards? And what leader sees me a lot and, and, and things like that? I want to be like them. One thing that I, I just admire about Pastor Joey is even before he hired me is I just, I, I just think he's better at things than me. And I want to be around that. I, I think he's a better speaker. And I'm like, I, if I want to be a better speaker, I need to be around better speakers, right? And then he's so wise. He's so smart. Like my wife, she's, she's so smart and she's so wise. And I'm just waiting for that to rub off on me because I'd be dumb sometimes. But I don't want to be alone in this, right? I, I, I want to build this relationship with wise people. Wisdom primarily shows up in relationships. Here's an illustration, right? In baseball, everybody loves baseball. Go Cubs. <laughs> I hear a, is that, was that you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a Sox fan over here. When a ball is hit, the player has to what? Intentionally position themselves in front of the ball, right? Or what? It goes past them. And then you're all, all your teammates are mad. Then you lose. You lose the championship. They fire you. And now you're homeless on the street. All, be, yeah, all because you couldn't put yourself in a position to catch the ball. They can't stand there and hope the ball comes to them. Right? Well, you've seen the movie Sandlot? Anyone? You know, where he's never caught a ball before and he just hoping, you know, then it hits him and then all this stuff happens, right? You can't really play baseball like that. You have to get in the pathway of the ball and that's how it is with us walking with the wise. We must intentionally position ourselves in the pathway of the wise. If you're going to stand back, you're like, I need, to be, I need to be more wise. And we're going to talk about that, what that actually means here in a second. But if you're like, man, I, I, I really was, I had a mentor that is really wise and really awesome and is really talented on the keyboard and that wears a backwards hat and really nice shoes and can sing really well and whose name is Pastor Jason. I just wish that person somewhere that exists would just come into my life. Jesus, go. Go, Jesus, go. Right? There's not, more than likely, that's, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen, but you need, to, you need to position yourself in the pathway of someone like Pastor Jason. Hey, Pastor Jason. <laughs> you know, he's trying to walk down the hallway, and you're like, Pastor Jason, I heard you were wise. <laughs> you know, but for real, I say do it. Watch what happens when you walk up to an elder and say, I heard you were wise. Can I hang out with you? <laughs> do it. Tell him Pastor Izzy said you can do it. But you need to position yourself. If you're just waiting for this thing to happen, it's more than likely it's not. It's impossible. Position yourself. You can't catch a ball that way. What is a wise person? What's a wise person? A wise person is passionate and intentional about building their relationship with the Lord. 
So there's one. You're like, okay, great. See, I want to hang out with wise people. What do they look like? Well, someone who's very intentional and passionate with their relationship with the Lord. Meaning, like, what do they spend their time doing? What do they talk about the most? And if you ask somebody, hey, what is your relationship like with the Lord? That's a perfect question to ask. Hey, who is God to you? Like, what has he done for you? And if they're not able to really articulate that, you know, maybe, maybe that's not the person that you want to learn from. They're just leaders. I'm not saying, like, be picky and be a hater, okay? I'm not saying do that. What I'm saying is that there, there are people that God will place in your life that are passionate and they're very intentional on their relationship with the Lord. And that's the person you want to be around. That's the person you need to be around. They are passionate and intentional about building the local church and about seeing the purpose and plans of God accomplished in their life and the family. Long story short, what did I say? They're passionate and intentional, meaning they do things with a purpose. Passionate, meaning they pray during pre-service prayer. They worship hard no matter what happens. They're here on time. They leave late. Those are the people you want to be around. We must intentionally position ourselves in the pathway of the wise. They understand the choices you make today determine who you become tomorrow. Who you become tomorrow. In the scripture, it says a fool is this, right? Because now we have the wise, and they're like, what's foolish, right? Can you bring the, 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 the verse back up in Proverbs? So we talked with the wise, and we're going to become wise through proximity, being intentional. For a companion of what? Everybody say fools. Fools. Okay, so like now we know what a wise person is, somebody passionate, intentional. What, what's a fool? Like what is, what is a fool? Someone who does not live carefully. A fool is someone who knows right from wrong but doesn't care. That's not funny. Right? Like, that's not good. You've got, you've got somebody that knows what they should be doing and knows what they shouldn't be doing and doesn't care. The Bible calls that foolish. The Bible calls that person a fool. Look at, look at the way uh, Solomon picture, uh, pictures this. He gives us a few verses uh, on the lifestyle of a fool, right? He describes it for us. Throw it up there. Boom. It says, like a dog that returns to his vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. That word vomit, ugh. that's what he's saying. You, if you read that and you're like, that's, that's dumb. <laughs> that's gross. Why would a dog do that? He's like, hello, it's foolish. Some of you, some of us, some people that are fools, th this is what they do. They return to their vomit. Next one, doing wrong is like a joke to a fool. You know, they laugh about the things that they shouldn't be doing. We can go on a list with that. A fool finds pleasure in wicked schemes. This is a fool. This is This is dangerous. And there are people in your life, whether you know it or not, and whether it's obvious or not, they are foolish. 
And they're making wrong choices. And they know they are. And they don't care. Does that sound like somebody you want around? I don't know. Foolishness blinds you to your selfishness. The mindset of a fool is, is that it's my life. I can do what I want to do. That's what a fool says. It's my body. I can do what I want to. It's my time. I can do what I want to. It's my money, and I can do what I want. I'm not hurting anyone else. I just want to do what I want to do. That's just not true. That's not true. That is a lie. That is a complete lie. The interesting thing about what Solomon says in this is what he doesn't say. Look at it again. Proverbs 13, 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. You expect Solomon to say, hang out with fools and become a fool. Solomon doesn't say that. Solomon says, the result is worse than that. You what? You, you, you suffer harm. That's not good. That's really bad. I'm trying not to be so heavy tonight because this is just, this could be a very touchy subject because people want to be friends with everybody and things like that. But I'm trying to get you to understand something, that there, there are people that are foolish. And, and if you find yourself a companion of them, ultimately what's going to happen, the Bible is very clear. You will suffer harm. You will find yourself in positions you don't want to be in. Solomon says it's worse than that. God warns us if you spend time with or hang out with or surround yourself with fools, you're simply not just going to become a fool. You're going to suffer harm. This even goes into worship, that what you worship, you'll become more like. And in this case, suffer harm. So, you know, we, we talk about worship for a second. Like, think about that. The thing that you think about the most, you will become like. And if it's not of God, and if it's not of Scripture, and if it's not of the Holy Spirit, it's harmful. Hear me today. It is harmful. It may not, you may not feel it now. You may not feel it later. But it is harmful to you. It's more than just getting in trouble with foolishness. Right? We're going to talk about friends here in a second. But it's more than just like getting into trouble. What is it? It's forfeiting God's plan in your life. You're saying, okay, God, I see all the goodness and all the great things that you have for me. But I'm going to choose this foolishness over here that ultimately is going to harm me. You will never harm me. And that's going to harm me. But that looks like way more fun. And what happens? You forfeit God's plan in your life. How tragic would it be for you to not be able to experience the full potential of God's plan on your life based on someone else's choices. So again, we're talking about you just being around. You being a companion of the fool. Do you know that uh, some people that you just hang out with, you're just guilty by association? That happened to me in high school. I hung out with some guys, and they were known for getting in trouble, and they got in trouble, and I get called into the office. I'm like, I wasn't even there. They're like, yeah, but you're friends with them. I was like, I don't know them. I was snitching. I was snitching. I don't know them. He stole a pencil the other day. The other person put gum under the table. I don't know them. You know, he stole a hall pass. I was telling on everybody. 
I was telling everybody, and I don't care. Because I realized something. I wasn't there. I didn't do anything. But it was harmful to my reputation. I mean, it was harmful. It does harm. Somebody else's choices. That means when a fool's life goes bad, by nature, proximity, right? This is what we're talking about. By being close to them, your life will go bad. It doesn't make sense for you to hang out or be in bad situations and expect your life to go good. That's, that's, that's a little weird for you to think. You know, hey, I'm going to hang out with these people who I know do really bad things. But my life is going to be great. Timon and Pumbaa. No, no, it's not true. It's not true. Whatever voice is telling you in your head that that's okay, that you'll be fine, that it's not going to impact you, it's not going to shape you, you're not going to turn out like them. It's not true. Don't listen to that lie. That's cap. That's a lie. Don't give in to that. Don't listen to that. You may say, it's okay. I will never adopt their behavior. I won't able to do that. Solomon says, that's impossible. He's saying that's impossible. That is impossible. A companion of fools will eventually be harmed by the outcome of the fool's behavior. It's impossible to live the right life when you have the wrong friends. You should write that down. It's impossible to live the right life when you have the wrong friends. I want to leave you with a couple of things to consider when determining your friendships. Okay. Now we know the wise. Now we know the fool. Turn to your neighbor and say, what's up, fool? <laughs> now we got these both. Now we're going to talk about what it looks like to befriend people, to be like Jesus. Number one, you guys ready? <laughs> Number one, don't allow your friends to distract you from God's plan. God's plan. Don't. And, and if you find yourself doing that, can I lovingly say that maybe your faith isn't as firm on a foundation as you think it is? Maybe, just maybe, your faith isn't as strong as you think it is. Here's what Matthew 16.23 says. We got it on the Sky Bible. Bow. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. Whoa. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. So this is Jesus rebuking one of his disciples. Not only rebuking him, he called him Satan. If any of you call me Satan, we're going to have an issue, okay? Don't call people Satan. That's mean. He says, you're assembling. What's happening in this moment? Jesus is saying, listen, Peter, what you're doing, and we don't have time to go into the story. What you're doing is just not God's way. And you don't know God's plan right now. And what you're doing is distracting me. And he's saying, get away from me. I'm not going to let you do that. If Jesus is doing this to obviously one of his close friends, how much more than we should do it? Say, hey, hey, when we're, when we're during worship, hey, don't distract me. Hey, when we're listening to Pastor Izzy preach or Pastor Ariel preach, hey, don't distract me because God's speaking and I want to hear what he has to say because what you have to say 
is going to be harmful. And what God has to say is going to bring life. Don't distract me. Everybody say, don't distract me. Jesus loved everyone equally, but he didn't treat everyone equally. So Jesus only called 12 disciples. He spent more time with three than the other nine. He withdrew from these big crowds to spend time with just God. So there's levels to this. So you see Jesus, he's got, like, he's got his homies, he's got the 12 guys, and then there's three that he spends the most time with. What I'm talking about is your inner circle. Do you guys know what I'm talking about when I talk about this? Like your inner circle of friends. Because there's layers, right? There's layers to this. There's levels to this. You've got acquaintances. You've got people that you are friendly with. And you've got friends that you remember their name, and but not necessarily their favorite color and birthday. And then you've got your people. Then you've got your crew, right? You've got your friends, your best friends. Some of you, like, they're not even on the friend status anymore. They're just family. Like, they could walk up in your crib and open the fridge and grab a Kool-Aid jammer out and slam it and then be totally cool. All right? I want y'all to know, if you guys come to my house when you guys do, you can open my fridge. But don't drink my juice. <laughs> so there's levels to friendship, right? So, like, the inner circle are the people that you talk about life with. The inner circle are the people that you talk about relationships with. You talk about your job. You talk about your dreams. You talk about God, what God is doing in your life, what God is doing in your heart, how he's transforming you. You're not necessarily going to talk about what God is doing in your life with the cashier at Jewel Osco, although you should because, hey, you never know. You never know. Uh, paper, plastic. how about Jesus for Jesus? You know, like... <laughs> That one got me. I don't know why. So you've got, those are the people that you're doing life with. Those are the people that need to be wise. So some of you have foolish people in your inner circle. And tonight, you need to have a DTR. You need to define the relationship with them. You need to take a moment and say, whoa, wait a minute. You're somebody that you give awful advice it's usually wrong. It usually ends up blowing up in your face or my face. And um, I don't think that's really good. Who's in your inner circle? Who's in your inner circle? Number two, don't allow your friends to continually tempt you to sin. So I, I, I have the word friends in this, right? We have don't allow your friends to distract you. And don't allow your friends to continue to tempt you. Newsflash, if they do both of those things, they're not your friend. They're not your friend. They are not somebody that cares about you. If they cared about you, if they loved you, if they believed in you, they wouldn't be distracting you from God's plan. They'd be encouraging you. Hey, you want to do that for Speed the Light? I got you. Hey, you want to you wanna, uh, start doing announcements? You know, great, I got you. You know, you want to join the worship team? I got you. You can do it. Sing in front of me, and I'll tell you if you're good or not. You know, whatever. These are, <laughs> these are the people. Those are the people you want in your life. Those are friends. These people that I'm talking about, ultimately, they're not friends. They're fools. They tempt you to sin? You got a friend that tempts you to sin? That's not a friend. Newsflash. That's a fool. Well, like what? Like what? Like gossip. Like gossip. 
Do I have that? Like gossip. Trash talking other people. Posting inappropriate content on their social medias. Those, uh, those burner accounts, right? You know, like people that got those spam accounts. Like you've got like Izzy.Marty, you know, for Instagram. And then you got, you know, Izzy.TheMarty Party, freshest of them all. Yeah, and, and then they just like, and then they just like post random weird stuff, but it's a private account. And so they can allow certain people to look at it. And most of the time, the people that they allow to look at it are the ones that will turn a blind eye to their sin. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's an addiction or partying. Y'all still do that. These people tempt you to sin. And that's not a friend. That's not a companion. That's somebody that ultimately is going to bring harm into your life. Worship team. When you become a Christian, a new Christian, like I know some of you are, you may need to find a new inner circle of friends. I'm not saying ditch everyone you know. All right? What's that Drake song? No new friends, right? I'm not, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying to just put up a peace sign and say deuces to all your friends. I'm not saying that at all. Because, like, Jesus was a friend of sinners. And Jesus was a friend of fools. But we're not Jesus. And we're a little bit more impressionable than him, a lot more. Those people need you. But I'm talking about your inner circle, the people that are going to impact you the most. Like I said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. There's some of you in here and your inner circle of friends are leading you to a future that is unhealthy, that is unwise, and it's flat out dangerous. And I'm scared for you. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm scared for you. Because I've been there. And I've had friends that, that, that the second things started to change for me, the second that Jesus came into my life, they started to tempt and question me and, and all these things. And I would give in and I saw my life start to spiral. Again, it's impossible to live a godly life if we're surrounded by sin and foolishness. It's not going to help you. It's not going to keep you safe. It's not going to keep you healthy. Some of you, you don't have healthy relationships. It's because your relationships aren't healthy. Doesn't make sense. It's like eating a whole pizza every day for a year and wondering why you're, you've gained weight. Some of you can do that and not gain weight, and I hate you. So I'm not saying ditch your friends. I want, I want you to hear me on that because I've got friends that need Jesus. But, I, but there's a, there's a, a not, not, I won't say a barrier, but there is, there's a place when it comes to what I share and what I receive from them, you know, it stops here. I got to a place where I just didn't let anybody speak into my life until I saw the fruit of their labor. I think you need to guard your heart a little bit more. I think you need to be a little bit more careful with who you allow to give you advice and who you allow to speak into your life. I tell you what, if you don't have anybody like that, I'll, I'll be that for you. Pastor Ariel will be that for you. These leaders will be that for you. God 
is that for you? God wants to speak into your life. I'm not saying to ditch anyone. What I'm saying is to be careful with who you allow to impact your life. How, how do you have that conversation with somebody that's just not living right and you know that they're impacting you more than you're impacting them? Here we go. My man, can you come here for a second? I just want you to stand right there, okay? All right, a little bit closer. Now, I want you to hook arms with me. This is you, okay? Trying to live a spiritual life. You've got a friend here that's really not living a spiritual life, but you probably are, right? Yeah, yeah he says, yeah. <laughs> this is what happens sometimes in our inner circle. When we try to pull people up, I'm going to try to pull them on a the platform. I can't. My back just cracked. Did you hear that? I can't, right? I was kind of going for it without hurting, hurting you. But I'm not that buff. I'm not like Swoliota over there. Right? So I'm trying my hardest to get him on the platform. Now I want you to try to get me off the platform. I want you to really go for it. Right? Go for it. Yeah. So, so you see. you good. Thank you. Thank you. You see how easy it was for him to pull me down? Do you see that? That is a real life example of what happens when we allow the temptation of sin and foolishness and people that don't have our best interests in mind, when we're like, I'm going to save them. And you can't. Only, only God can. What I'm talking about is there, it's so easy for them to rope you in it. It's so easy for them to do that. Again, those people need Jesus. How do you have that conversation with them? Here's what you can say. Hey, I love you. I care about you, but I'm not going down with you. What, what does that mean, man? Like, you just think you're better than me? No, I just, I just know God has something for me in my life, and I just need to be in a place where I'm receiving life from people that are steps ahead of me, and right now our relationship is just not healthy. Do you want to know what a real friend would say in that moment? Well, what can I do with you? What can I do with you? How, whatever's happening to you, can it happen to me? And if they don't say that, here's what you can say. Hey, what's happening to me can happen to you. What's changing in me can change in you. What's, what's, what's the difference here? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. That's the conversation that you just be honest. Hey, man, I don't, I don't really, I don't really look at that stuff anymore. I don't really do that stuff anymore. Fill in the blank, whatever you want to fill it in with, if you're honest with yourself, which I hope you are. Choosing your friends wisely matters. The Bible talks about a friend that sticks with you closer than a brother. And who's that person? It's Jesus. It's Jesus who sticks closer than a brother. Me and my brothers are tight. I've got three. Well, I'm of three. I've got a twin brother. I've got an older brother. And I'd go to war for him. And Jesus is closer to me than that? The answer is yes. No one will love you more than him. No one cares about you 
more than him. How do I know this? How do I, how do I know these things to be true? From the moment you and I were born, sin put a price tag on us that we were not able to pay. Jesus came down to earth and paid that price with his life, with you in mind. There's nothing like being friends with Jesus. A friendship with him, what does it do? It brings joy, peace, a sense of where you're headed in life. And a confidence that regardless of what happens in life, you are not alone. You will never be alone. If you can just bow your heads real quick. And I'm going to open up the altar here in a second. As we pray for those friends that are headed down the wrong path. Jesus is a friend of sinners. And the reality of it is in this moment that we are all sinners in need of a savior. And there was a price that we couldn't pay. And Jesus came to pay that price and to clear a debt so that you could live forever with him. If you're here tonight and maybe you're like, hey, I don't, I don't really know Jesus the way you're talking about. I don't really know. Jesus isn't a friend that I have. He's not really in my inner circle. Can I encourage you tonight that he wants to be your friend? That there's nothing you could have done. There's nothing you could do. There's nothing that you might possibly for sure will do that will keep him from ever wanting to be your friend. He loves you tonight. And he wants to change your life. And he wants to be your friend and help you go down the right path, the, the plan that God has for you. That's what Jesus wants. And if you're here and you're like, I want Jesus to be my friend, then what that looks like is accepting him as your Lord and Savior. And in that, being saved. Across this place, if you find yourself here and you want to be friends with Jesus and you would like one of us to just pray with you about that. Can you just slip up your hand? You slip it right up and put it right back down. If that's anybody here. Awesome, I see that hand. Awesome, I see that hand. I see that hand. Now there's other people in the room that you've been away from Jesus and you say, yeah, we were friends once, but... We haven't talked in a while. I know that there's something happening in your heart right now. And you kind of feel like there's a tugging. Hey, that's, that's the Holy Spirit. And he's calling you back. And so if we could do this, come on, if everyone can stand. And if you could just come to the front, here's what we're going to do in this moment. Because I believe that there's people out there that need you. I believe that there's people, you right here. I believe there's people that you can reach that I can't. I do. I just believe that God has placed you in their life for a reason. Leah, there's people in your life that, that won't listen to me, but they'll listen to you. Julian, same thing. I can go down the line. Jeremiah, I can go. Leo, I go down this. I can, I can say everybody. There's people in your life 
that are waiting for you. And so I think it's just important that we take some time to pray for those friendships that we have, that we know that are not healthy. And so what could you do as you pray for that friendship and those people that you know that you probably shouldn't be around anymore? Because I, I think there's a fear in this room and say, what if I, if I stop being friends with them? They, they're all I have. Who, who, who do I have? When I was in high school, I dealt with an extreme amount of loneliness, an extreme amount of depression. I remember saying uh, to a youth leader, there are 2,400 students in my school. Why do I feel like I'm the only one walking the halls? There are people maybe in this room that feel that way. And I know that there's people in your life that feel that way. I'd like to live by a philosophy that says, seeing people see people. Meaning if God sees me, Lord, help me see others. But if you're surrounded by people that are going to harm you, it is going to be impossible for God to use you as you forfeit the plan in his life. But there are people that need you. So what do we do in this moment? God, help me have the right conversation with them. Because I know you wouldn't leave them. But I know that the path I'm headed down with them is not good for me. So if you could use me to show them that there's more to life than gossip. There's more to life than, than sin. That there's more to life than the things that the foolish things of this world. Lord, use me to do that. That's a great prayer for you to pray tonight. So as a team just kind of plays... I'm going to pray over you, but go ahead. Let's open up the altars and just begin to pray right now. Just begin to pray for those students, for those people in your life. It could be family. There could be foolish people in your family that you're like, Lord, I can't run from them. I can't, I can't ditch them. They're here to stay. Lord, help me with that conversation. Lord, right now in your presence, we know that you are a friend of sinners because you sent your son Jesus. And Lord, I know that you're not asking us to desert them. You're not asking us to ditch them. You're asking us to be wise on who we allow to speak into our lives. And so God, I pray that you would put a passion inside of every student tonight. That they would find themselves leaders and find themselves people who are wiser than them, who are farther than them in some things in the areas in their life that they need help on. And I'm asking God that you would, you would surround them with those people so that they are able to be wise in those moments where they need to, to impact someone else for, for you, God, and, and, and share, Lord, what you've done in their life. Oh, Lord, help us, Lord. Give us the words to say. Give us the words to say as we have those conversations, God. Give us those moments, those divine appointments, God. Even right now, Lord, I pray that those people that are flashing in these students' minds, I pray that some of them would get text messages and calls and DMs tonight randomly talking about you, randomly talking about why they come here, God. We're praying for divine appointments, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Come on, let's continue to pray and we can sing.